You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Hi, and welcome to The Bridge Podcast, a show about resiliency and innovation. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi Williams, president of Central Penn College. On the last episode of The Bridge, I interviewed Brian Warner, the director of talent, diversity, and inclusion in organizational development at Giant Food Stores, one of the leading supermarket chains in the Mid-Atlantic region. Brian is also a graduate of Central Penn College, earning an associate degree in finance from Central Penn in 1990. Throughout his career, Brian has continued to innovate, taking on new duties and responsibilities and positions with a focus on lifelong learning. He has more than 20 years of experience in human relations, operations and marketing in the retail food and grocery business. Since 2000, he has worked for Giant Food. He started as a store manager and worked on the retail side of the house for nearly five years before transitioning over to the corporate side, where he has worked in employee development and training, operations and logistics, in-store marketing, and diversity and inclusion. In the last podcast, we talked a lot about the Giant Company and Brian's history at Giant. Today, we talk more about Brian's educational journey at Central Penn and his personal career journey. Please join me in welcoming Brian Warner. So you you're just a lifelong learner. You love learning. You love education. I do. That's that's fascinating. Advice for our students because 93% of our students work. Um, they are working and putting themselves through school. Even our residential students work part time. Some of them full time. What advice do you have for them balancing working and going to college at the same time? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question um, because sometimes it is extremely challenging. I would say just planning and prioritizing, knowing um, where you have to be. So for me, it really was about what was the work that needed to be done that week or in a couple weeks and how am I working towards that and just maximizing my time. I think, you know, what I found out being an adult learner is you can put as much into something as you need to. And you'll find spaces or gaps where instead of maybe watching Netflix for an hour or two, it's I'm doing my work uh, yeah. and just finding those times. So I think it's possible, but planning an organization is, the, I think, the biggest key to knowing what's going on. I think you're probably right, and I think that's something you learn with a little bit of time. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that with me. Many of your positions were HR-related. You talked a little bit about what, what got you into that. Um, so to talk me through, you were a finance graduate, you were hired as a store manager at Giant. Tell me a little um, bit about your journey at Giant. Sure. So at Giant, yeah. Giant, I was hired as an assistant store manager in their training program. I was uh, assistant store manager for about a year and then became a store manager for a couple years. And then um, I was asked by the, one of the HR directors, what do you want to do next? Um, you're doing a great job at the store. What is it that you want to do next? And I said HR. So um, with her, um, she really helped me look at entry-level roles of what I had to do to get there. And to get in HR initially at that time, um, it was unheard of for a store manager to go to in HR. But it right. was the passion I had. Um, in fact, I um, even took a pay cut to go into HR. Wow. Which um, I remember my boss saying, are you sure you want to do this? And That's I'm like, a tough yes. decision when you're trying to think about like providing and being able to earn money, but you're – dream job might require you to make a little bit of sacrifice. Right. 
So did you did you have a spouse at that time? Did you talk I that did. through? We, we talked it through. <laughs> okay. Um, we talked everything through, and we, you know, um, you know, she was she. My wife is fantastic. She, we've been married twenty three years. Highly supportive of me, and and one thing that I learned by doing that, and I tell my children today, is do what you love. You know, yeah. it's not about you know. Initially, I'd say in the beginning of my career, especially being in finance, I thought a lot about money sure. and those type of things. But I understand now what I'd say is my maturity has been is that love what you do, and if you love what you do, success comes with that. Money might come as a result, but love what you do. So I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit about that because landing at the right company sometimes can take a while or landing at the right organization. Do you have advice for people who are starting out, maybe fresh out of college, who still haven't found that right spot yet? Yeah, I think it's a lot of research is, first of all, understanding yourself. And what I'd say is understand, take time to understand who you are and what your purpose is, what you love, and then connecting with a company that has a similar purpose or where that purpose translate might not be the exact same thing. But if it translates to that company, you're going to have a good culture, the culture is there, and then you can excel in that company. Um, I think that's extremely important. First of all, is taking a step back and understanding who you are and what you like, and then finding that company that has a, a similar culture and promise and purpose. That's, that's great advice. Are you local? Did you grow up in this area? I did. I, I grew up in Lancaster. Okay. Um, and then I'm uh, trying to think about 10, 15 years ago, um, based on some of the roles that I had, we um, relocated our family to uh, Mechanicsburg. Okay. So you and I are neighbors. Yes. <laughs> we, we live at, and and Paul here, Paul, our producer, our communication professor. So Paul is... Many of you have heard Paul on other podcasts. Paul hosts podcasts for the Nightly News at the college. But Paul, are you also in Mechanicsburg? Yes, I do. I live on right on Main Street in the historic borough of Mechanicsburg. And you have a daughter who works for the Giant Company. Indeed, yes. Uh, she's been there now for over a year. I uh, started uh, just prior to the pandemic. And uh, one credit I'll definitely give to the Giant Company is the way that they have handled the employees through this pandemic. You know, she's making very good money uh, and she's in school now and she's, you know, been in school for quite some time. And they've been extremely accommodating with her schedule and uh, really high marks, in my opinion, for a, for a first job uh, when she certainly was in high school and now as, as a college student. Oh, that's great to hear. That is really good to and hear. And she can continue her career, too. So that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, and they yes. invest in their employees. I want to talk about that. So Giant is a growing company. I mean, you talked about the fact that during the pandemic, right away, you had, had to hire 8,000 people, which is incredible. Can you talk about some of the opportunities that could be available at the store and the corporate level for people that are listening that may want to work for Giant Corporation? Sure, absolutely. So in our stores, we have plenty of positions open. Um, and I think part-time, there are also full-time positions open. Um, and they're great stepping stones to start your career. So from, I'd say, working um, in our center store opportunities of stocking shelves to deli to Giant Direct, even depending on your career, we also have driver positions open for Giant Direct. So there's a lot of opportunities in our store. At our support center, we have some. We have some analyst positions open okay. um, in our merchandising area. So they're, depending on what you know um, your skill set is or where you're coming out, especially from college, there's definitely some analytical work we're looking. Anything that around analytical and data and those type of things um, really, um, as we move into the future, will be important. So when you say that, what are the types of things that you're looking with those types of 
position? Because when people think of grocery stores, they're not thinking about IT specialists that are analyzing data. What kind of data are you analyzing? Yeah, it's really um, data from what our shoppers need. So in the market of understanding what we need. Uh, For me, in my role, it's understanding uh, how many applications we have coming in. What is our bench strength? What is our succession? So for me, that data is really about how we can make the organization better and really more people-centric data for me. That's, that's it's interesting because it's, there's so many opportunities there. It's, it's not just what people would think of when they think about working at Giant. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We have industrial engineers that work on labor standards. There's there so many areas that when you think about a, a corporation, the same thing is a backbone for our yeah. stores. Our stores are the most important thing, but the support center that we have is a backbone from marketing to merchandising to All many different things. I do want to talk to you one more time about your employees because I'm fascinated by this and the fact that you've kept them so engaged and upbeat and to hear about Paul's daughter and what a positive experience she has. They never stopped working. I mean, I think about a lot of organizations that are having a hard time getting people back to work. I mean, it has been a struggle. I've talked to a lot of friends, I, you know, working in higher ed. We've also been here since last June. Mm. I mean, we opened our doors for the majors that had to be here, and we've really been back in person since the fall of 2020 and, and have had a lot of success, and we're very proud of that. But I think about how hard it is for organizations to even get people back and to keep their spirits up. As an HR professional, what advice do you give to employers about how do you keep your employees engaged and encouraged, especially during some Tough times. Yeah. I, I give credit to our, our store managers, our store managers and their leadership. So with our store managers, uh, giving them and, and they demonstrate the right leadership skills and demonstrating care. Um, care is one of our values. Yeah. And they do a great job of demonstrating that. So when you take our values of teamwork, collaboration and care combined with, you know, what I talked about earlier is our team promises of BU make a difference, growing through new opportunities. They help demonstrate that to our team members. So to me, it's making sure that you have the right culture, having the right benefits to support it, but then having great leaders like we do that can really bring those behaviors out. That's very important. So it's good to hear that. So an average day in our household is really crazy. Throughout the day, there's just a lot. Mealtime definitely brings us together. No matter where we are, we will make time for a family meal. It's wherever it happens. Finding the time to sit and eat and talk and laugh, it's not easy, but it's it's so worth it. It doesn't matter how, when, or where. All that matters is that we come together. Giant for today's table. talk a little bit about some personal questions, okay. a little bit about your family. So you're married and you have two children. Cole is 22. He He's graduating this year from Gettysburg College. So congratulations to him. You have a daughter. Is it Gracie? Grace. Yep. Grace. Okay. Grace. She's 11 years old. That's a big age difference between your yes, son and it your daughter. Is. It's, a, it's a funny story too. Um, <laughs> so um, we had our son Cole, um, my wife and I, we wanted more kids. Um, things were not just happening. So we finally were thinking about adopting, doing a lot of things. And we finally said, okay, we're going to have one kid. And that's great. Sure. We love Cole. And then one day my wife wasn't feeling well. And 
she went to the doctor and she called me. I remember at work, I was sitting, um, I was in HR and I was sitting at my <laughs> desk and she goes, hey, that, that I thought I had the stomach flu. I was like, yeah. She goes, not stomach flu, I'm pregnant. And I was like, haha. And she goes, no. She goes, I'm serious, I'm pregnant. And I was like, what? And I remember my, because my boss at that time was sitting with me and as I was having this conversation, he just started laughing and oh, like running funny. around saying, oh, Brian's wife's pregnant. And I was like, well, oh. hold on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it was um, one of those great surprises. That's why we called her Grace. Oh, yeah. isn't that sweet? Yeah. Uh, what was your son's reaction at that time? Because he was a, very happy. Okay, um, he, he, he was a, Well, a he was a little disappointed because he wanted a dog. And we were talking about getting a dog. dog. Sister. Yeah, so he got a sister <laughs> instead. So it was a little. That was a little funny. Oh, um, that's funny. But um, yeah, they're, they're great. Obviously, still brother and sister, no matter the age gap. Oh, yeah. Still bickering, yeah. um, but the way they interact and love each other is incredible. I will tell you. So my sister is twelve years older than me. And my brother's 10 years older than me. So my parents had a similar story to mm. you and your wife. And I will tell you, my brother and my si- sister are my best friends. I talk mm. to both of them every day. So even with that age gap, as your daughter gets older, yeah. I'm sure they're they're going to be really close. Um, what was it like during the pandemic for your family? So your son, yeah. senior year, well, junior year, entering into a senior year. And your daughter, she's in, is she in middle school or she's she in, in fifth, fifth grade? grade? She's in fifth so grade. So she just turned 11. So yeah. how, how did your family do with the pandemic? Yeah, it, it was quite interesting. So my daughter does do cyber school, so she's been used to that. Oh, she so, does that a, so for her, life didn't really change. Life was the same for her. It's okay. the same process, so it was good. However, it really changed for our whole family. So we were all figuring out where, where we're working. And, yeah. you know, my son's doing, you know, we were all at different places in the house. And my wife was coming around. She goes, I can't go anywhere because she ends yeah. up being on camera somewhere. Sure. And so it was a matter of initially it was a challenge. Then we found our, all our spaces and work. But I think for us is, you know, there's just like I think anyone there. After a while, you're like, okay, when's this going to end? And yeah, stop. Tough. And um, so – Taking vacations, going out for walks together. We have started doing a lot of hiking together and yeah. different trails around, and yeah. that has been great. Good. So um, we're, we're we're managing, but always looking forward to someday of what a new normal will be. I know. Well, that's that's good to hear that you found some ways to have some bright moments and and have that family time together. Question about the gap between your children. Has your parenting changed between your son and your daughter since you were much younger when you had, not not saying you're old, <laughs> no. but you were much younger when you had your son and now that, that you're older and you have a, a daughter? Yeah. I don't think it has. They're both so different. So it's definitely different styles. My my son would say that I'm different. He thinks I'm less strict <laughs> than what well, I was they with all, him. All firstborn yeah. say that about the second yeah. um, But no, I, I think just in each individually, um, how they're so different. So I think I, I changed my style based on who they are as individuals. Oh, that's good. That's, inter- yeah. that's interesting to hear. Um, with your son graduating, does he have any idea where he wants to work or what he wants to do? Yeah, he he initially wanted to be a professor, um, and then he came to me one day, and I guess those talks about purpose and everything. He's like, and he's been working um, at a a dealership doing reconning cars, washing cars, mm-hmm. customers' cars. Yeah, and he came to me one day and said, "Dad, I want to be a general manager of a dealership. That's what I want to oh, do." Oh, that's very specific. I was like, "Okay." I see. He goes, "I want to go in and talk to my boss and." And the next thing I know, he sent me a text on Saturday and said, the general manager wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay. He goes, I want to offer Coldest Management Program. I want to take him for a year and a half to learn everything in the business and then after a year and a half be the controller 
at, at the dealership. Wow. Um, and something that he hasn't really studied in, but he just loves cars and he loves the car business. And I was like, that that's fantastic. That's so he has, um, yeah, he's um, all set, ready to go, and he's going to be doing his MBA soon. Good he has to him. pick a college, so we'll we'll talk to him about Central Penn. Yeah, well, uh, we have an MPS program, okay. but that might work for him. Yeah. And it's interesting. We're actually talking to the PA Auto Association. We met with them because there is such a need for controllers for car dealerships, yes. specifically, which is such a very specific job and role, yes. but they were saying that a lot of people that are in those positions are retiring. Yes. And so there's this gap and there's this need and it's specialized. And so that's great that they're going to take him on and give him special training. Good for him. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's exciting to have a career path before you've even officially graduated. It's remarkable. Yeah. So you must be very proud. I, am, I was very happy. And I love that he talked to you about it and that yeah. his future employer wants to yes, <laughs> talk I, to I dad. Was, yeah, he's like, are you okay? This is what I want to plan wow. out. Are you guys, we haven't done this before, but we know we need a controller soon, and this is what we want to do. And just um, some of the things that he told me about how, you know, um, their family-owned dealership, how they work and operate, I was like, wow, this is really cool, especially for the general manager to want yeah. to talk to me to make sure I'm okay with this happening. It sounds like they invest in their employees, too. Yeah. That makes a difference. That's how you have lifelong employees. Yeah. So that's, that's all great to hear. Um, I do want to ask you, since you worked while you went to school, and I don't know if you had coal yet at the time that you were going to school for any of that, but did you ever find any struggle with work-life balance, either when you were climbing up the ladder, um, when you were going to school, when you had a wife and children? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would say I constantly struggle with work-life balance. Yeah, it, it just it, it is. So I think, you know, making sure that I'm doing the best I can, making the most use of my time while I'm at work, but also making sure that I can use my time with my family the best too. And ironically, just recently, uh, something was a light bulb in my head. Uh, Scott O'Neill from the 76ers just uh, wrote a book that's coming out. It's called Be Where Your Feet Are. And I read a mm. couple things from it. I want to buy the book. But it just kind of clicked in my head. Yeah. It's like, you know, he, his. I think his point was, you know, we've been talking about balance of life for many years. Right. It's inachievable. Yep. Just be where your feet are. And work on that integration. And I was like, well, that's really insightful. And instead of worrying about work when I'm with my family or vice versa, it's like, here's my feet. Here's where I am. This is where I'm going to be present. Yeah. And that's a great lesson and a great mantra because yeah. for a lot of people like us, we're always thinking about what we have to do next right. and where we have to be. And that can be really difficult to be mindful and stay in that moment. Yeah. So that's that's great advice. I'll have to look out for that book. Yeah. We're always talking about that on this podcast because when you're interviewing successful people, People are usually successful because they don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> they go and they go and they go until they run themselves into the ground. And I studied in my dissertation work-life integration. It's yes. exactly what you're saying because as I interviewed college presidents who were mothers, um, they all said, you're never going to find balance. There's no such thing. And you're chasing it, but you can find integration and yeah. you can find that piece. So that's good to hear that that's yes. something that you work on. Um, we are nearing the end of our podcast, if you can believe it. You've been such a good guest. It's been nice having you here and talking to you. Um, at the here. end of each podcast, I give a quick rapid fire questions. And it's it's the first response, not something you give a lot of thought to. I promise. Okay. They're softballs. So That's don't, good. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. It's nothing bad. All right. You ready? Okay. Okay. Number one, top song, group, or artist on your playlist right now? 
Wow. It's, believe it or not, the Bridgington soundtrack. The violin <laughs> That's music. I love that. actually not bad. Yeah. yeah. So did you watch that whole series? Yes, I watched it with my wife. Not to get off the, the rapid response, yeah. but they are coming out with a season two. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Okay, two, dog or cat? Dog. Every guest so far has said dog, <laughs> not a single cat person. All right, number three, best thing that's happened to you in the past month? Best thing that has happened to me in the past month. Boy, I had to think about that. Boy, that's a challenging one. I would say, hmm, best thing that has happened to me in the last month. I just being with my family. I think that's, you know, when I think about it, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Sure. It's, it's, and your son's news. Yes. That yes. was really good, too. Yeah, I, was, I thought that's for yes. sure what you were going to say. Yeah, that's but, part of it. But it just, yeah. you know, it's just different events. My daughter does plays and she's in a play. So Aww. it's just so many things uh, that. The family so, time. About the family time. Good. Uh, favorite beverage? Favorite beverage. Um, Earl Grey tea. Ooh, very yeah. specific. I like yes. that. Um, and best piece of advice for Central Penn College students? Um, is never stop, is that, is that you can achieve anything. And I think what you learn at Central Penn really can take you through your whole career. There's so many opportunities. I think the only thing that limits anybody's career or your success is themselves. So always being reflective, thinking, and ask for feedback, but also take that feedback, being receptive of it. Yeah, great advice. Brian, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for spending your afternoon with me. Yeah, this was great. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's great to be here. And that's what's happening this week on The Bridge. Today's episode of The Bridge is brought to you by Central Penn College. Central Penn College offers career-focused programs that enable our students to transform their lives by landing jobs in their chosen profession. To learn more about investing in your career with Central Penn, visit us at www.centralpenn.edu. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bridge, hosted by Central Penn College President Linda Fadrizi-Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great rating on your favorite podcast service. The Bridge is available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of The Bridge, stories of resilience, courage, and innovation with Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. We'll see you next time. So an average day in our household is really crazy. Throughout the day, there's just a lot. Mealtime definitely brings us together. No matter where we are, we will make time for a family meal. It's wherever it happens. Finding the time to sit and eat and talk and laugh, it's not easy, but it's, it's so worth it. It doesn't matter how, when, or where. All that matters is that we come together. Giant for today's table. 